This episode 46 is going to be really cool because it's featuring a couple of my friends who I love to hang out and chat with about everything and bullshit about nothing. My friends, Quinn and Charlie, who are also on another podcast that I'm on called L2L. So the L2L podcast, we used to just like talk about all kinds of random shit, which we still do. But now we've kind of have a format to it. We're doing a lot of album reviews. We're going over the greatest albums of our lives and what they meant to us. And we're having guests on the show who want to talk about their albums. So Quinn and Charlie are joining me here on Dope Nostalgia today to talk about one of our heroes from the 80s, 90s until now, Weird Al Yankovic. You all gotta love Weird Al. And we're going to be sharing some clips from all of his albums in the 90s, four albums to be exact. I'm not going to keep talking about this. Let me just tell you a real brief rundown on the history of Weird Al. Wikipedia moments. I'm just going to get right down to the facts here about Alfred Matthew Yankovic, who was born on October 23rd, 1959, who is an American singer, songwriter, musician, record producer, satirist, actor, music video director, and author who is known for humorous songs that make light of pop culture and often parody specific songs by contemporary musical acts. He also performs original songs that are style pastiches of the work of other acts, as well as polka medleys of several popular songs, most of which feature his trademark accordion. Since having a comedy song aired in 1976, Yankovic has sold more than 12 million albums, recorded more than 150 parody and original songs, and performed more than 1,000 live shows. His work has earned him five Grammy Awards and a further 11 nominations, four gold records, and six platinum records in the U.S. His first 10 top 10 Billboard albums, Straight Outta Linwood and Single White and Nerdy, were both released in 2006, nearly three decades into his career. His latest album, Mandatory Fun, came out in 2014 and was his first number one album during its debut week. Yankovic's success comes in part from his effective use of music videos to further parody pop culture, the song's original artists, and the original music videos themselves, scene for scene in some cases. He directed later videos himself and went on to direct for other artists, including Ben Folds, Hanson, Black Crows, and the President of the United States of America. With the decline of music, television, and the onset of social media, he used YouTube and other video sites to publish his videos. This strategy proved integral, helping to boost sales of his later albums. He has stated that he may forego traditional albums in favor of timely releases of singles from 2010s onwards. In addition to recording his albums, Yankovic wrote and starred in the film UHF in 1989 and the television series The Weird Al Show. He has also made guest appearances and performed voice acting roles on many television shows and video web content, in addition to starring in LTV specials on MTV and much music. He has also written two children's books, When I Grow Up and My New Teacher and Me. Welcome Quinn and Charlie to the podcast. Right, in a, in a way, but I was like just looking at this blank wall behind me and being like, I gotta put something on there. Have you those, ever... are, those are temporary. Have you ever seen the picture that's uh, made into a meme of Johnny Cash eating cake in a bush? Is that real? Oh, yeah. It is, yeah. I thought you were going to say the classic this? middle finger. What's when it's like, point? you've been high, but have you ever been... <laughs> Johnny Cash eating cake in the bush cake, at Eating high. cake, yeah, in a bush. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's a real picture. I wasn't you sure. You like the party. <laughs> dude, dude got high. He's He was sober mm. for quite a while but 
He's pretty yeah. impish too. There's a lot of video footage of him. Like, there's a there's a. Like, <laughs> it looked like you had some crazy hair for a it's second. It's like his head is positioned right where my fucking head is. <laughs> I, I need the glasses too. There, uh, there was a, there was a video. Uh, I don't remember what the point of the video was, but anyway, there was a, some video with like some Johnny Cash like hanging out somewhere on a farm or whatever, and he's like standing there, and there's like I don't know like some kind of lamb or a donkey or something like some farm animal you know like on the fence beside him or whatever and he just keeps reaching over and like flicking the animal's ear and like pulling the ear and picking on it or whatever like june's like Funny. yeah john what are you doing leave him leave the poor thing alone and he's like whoa, 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 whoa. like he definitely had like an impish you know like fun loving side to him as much as he came off as like this sternly you know elderly statesman of country music you know <laughs> he, yeah no 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 he seemed like he was a fun-loving guy fun-loving fun-loving criminals <laughs> my uh my i think what i'm gonna do though is actually i'm gonna get like um a, some like record holder things that, oh yeah That's ones cool. that just kind of like so i can just like uh fill those in just rotate some cool records in the background sweet like full like album covers or just like just the vinyl part yeah 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 album covers but i don't want ones that are you know like the frames that lock it in and be like framing i want ones that are, i can rotate them and just be like right just i found them they're just in and out yeah just like they're just little plastic holders and then i can just lean the album you know be like displaying them at a store or something but sure. put like six across the back there and then i can just rotate different ones in and out all the time mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. go with the That's theme of whatever the episode is or whatever or whatever whatever <laughs> i just think is cool whatever that's my plan but in the meantime i'm like well i'm gonna put something up in the background to look at no, it looks good. good. I'm uh, yeah, except for Johnny's head being cut off, but yeah, I could I could identify ba barely, but I figured it out. I'm going to uh, quickly... smoking. Oh, I've had a, I've had a couple drinks now, so I'm kind of like lost in my computer. <laughs> I'm like, wait, where I'm do I keep this? Lost in the supermarket. <laughs> okay, nope. yeah, there was a. I want to welcome you both, Charlie and Quinn, to uh, Dope Nostalgia. Hey, as, as some of you may know, these guys are like my uh, my brothers from another mother podcast. Your pod, your my pod, pod fam? family, my pod, pod fam. That's what I'm saying. I, I thought I'd get out the accordion for this show. <laughs> Can you play the accordion? No, but my grandpa used to play the accordion very well. He used to play it at church, at home. It was cool. It was always too heavy for me. I was like, oh, this thing ugh, knocks me over. <laughs> yeah, they're ridiculous. I have an accordion, not mine. Like, we uh, inherited it. And that's the first thing I noticed about it. I'm like, how can anybody, like, learn to play this? Are there child-sized accordions? There it's must. There's Are there parlor-sized accordions? Or do you just get, like, one of those, like, squeeze box things? Like, just do this for now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, there had to have been little ones for sure, at some point. I don't for, know. For, I just, for the I've never seen. But like I've the never... big size ones. And what are all those little buttons for? Like the little Cord. tiny. You see these little buttons? Chords. Those are chords. So you're holding down a chord, but you're playing a chord on the keyboard part so, of it. So the keyboard part is more a little bit more for riffing. Ah. Okay. And then you can so you can hold down a straight chord, and then do 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 you know do 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 do. That's cool. That's, that actually makes it easier to play than a piano, I would think. Yeah, totally. As long as you can tell what what chord you're looking for, because it's all just like I don't think anything's numbered or labeled on. They the have line. they have little like. Um, what do they have? 
You know, like how QWERTY on keyboards has little feely finger things? Right. What's a, there's got to be a better way to say feely finger yeah, things. Feely, feely finger. Feely. There's feely finger things on it. Little, little tiny nubs. Little they nubs. Got, do they got yeah. little braille markings on them? So you yeah. Know what like, it is? There's like a diamond one, I think. And then there's like a another one that's not a diamond. I don't know what it is. So you know where your finger position is. So you go. Well. Like when blind people use an ATM. Getting to know your accordion. Gentlemen, I want to thank you for being on the show. Uh, this is obviously Dope Nostalgia, which is a podcast that we had Quinn on once, and he really he really brought us a an exciting show with lots of positivity. <laughs> <laughs> I make it my goal in life to go on other people's podcasts and bum them out. <laughs> it was a, it was a good show because it was a show that needed to be told. It was a story. I've had people actually write me and tell me like they thought it was really cool that we talked about that. Oh well, I think okay. So what we're talking about is the. Um, the gin blossoms mm. and how the story of the gin blossoms is actually very, very, very dark. And people don't know that. And, uh, I, I go back. What episode was it? Do you know off the top of your head? Oh man, that was years ago. Well, no, it felt like it, I, I'd say <laughs> it, was, it was before the pandy before the, yeah. before the quar. <laughs> That's right. You were here with me. Mm -hmm. you? Okay. In so that studio. was, we filmed that in, we filmed that. We recorded that in early March, I think, late yeah. February, early uh, March. But it's an episode all about the Goo Goo Dolls. And yeah, if you don't know the story of the or not Goo Goo Dolls, God the Goo Goo Dolls. I'm a couple drinks in. <laughs> the Goo 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 Goo. The Goo Goo Gin Gin Blossoms. The Gin Blossoms. And yeah, if you don't know the story of the Gin Blossoms, uh, it's, a, it's a story that needs to be told, I think. You like the Goo Goo Dolls? No. I've always thought Johnny Resnick was just a John Bon Jovi wannabe. I think he it's invent, the hair. Didn't he invent Karen hair? Like the, <laughs> can, can I speak to the manager hair? Yes. Like he was the first oh, one to have yeah. that haircut before like John and Kate plus eight came along and was like, yeah, I hate my husband and I'm mad that I have eight children. She put them streaks in it. He's spending all the money on Ed Hardy t-shirts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I do remember Putting that song though on a couple of mixtapes though, trying to impress oh, girls back yeah. in the day. Yeah, it was high school. It was high school. <laughs> Play to the crowd, man. Play to the crowd. Yeah. Listen, we're not here to talk about Johnny Resnick and the Goo Goo Dolls. But you know what's funny? Like sometimes I feel like uh, I'm an episode of South Park with the Remember Berries. Yeah. Remember when? Yes, remember that? That's pretty yeah. much what we're doing. You do have a nostalgic yeah. podcast, right? I remember. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you I guys remember, remember when? Uh... I remember. Remember the '90s? <laughs> the artist who went the whole damn fucking podcast is Remember Berries. Um... You guys remember Polly Shore? <laughs> <laughs> the Weasel. He's in the juice. Because yeah. I'm a stony crusty dude and I got a mop on top. <laughs> Oh man, I like that uh, the one with uh, Fraser in it, Brandon Fraser, that Encino man. That I thought you meant movie. Fraser as in like, uh, uh, like from Cheers. Toss salad and scramble. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm like, holy shit! Did Polly Shore and uh, what the fuck is his real name? Fraser's I would real love name. that Brent, movie. Brandon Kelsey Grammer. Uh, Kelsey Grammer, yeah. Kelsey oh, Grammer is Fraser, yeah. yeah. Could you imagine Kelsey Grammer in Encino Man instead? <laughs> different, totally different movie. And he'd be like. Meredith, you cold-hearted bitch. <laughs> I can't I'm going to go live with Lilith, my... Lilith. Lilith. Lilith, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was close. Meredith. Yeah, there was a you, TH in it. You, you had the right right idea. Yeah. We're going to talk about Alfred Matthew Yankovic today. 
<laughs> what a guy. That's what it says on his driver's license anyways. <laughs> what a guy. Hey, now that guy, he's a legend. He really truly is. And, yeah. uh, you know, I've, I've put the, uh, the invite out for him to come and be on the show sometime. And uh, he's probably too busy for the show. He's now, got he's a good level of fame. Like he's more famous than Tom Green, who's too busy to be on the show. So, <laughs> <laughs> is that some shade? Is that some light shade you're throwing there? You're he like, he never got my email. You know who's too busy to be on the show? But well, that's, have you, that's totally. Have fine. you asked we'll Polly Shore? I haven't asked Polly Shore. Polly Shore is putting out workout videos right now. They're called "Sweating with the Wheeze." <laughs> I'm not kidding. He Look it up on YouTube. It. He truly embraces it. That's cool. Lean into yeah. it, man. Hmm. lean into it yeah for sure i'll tell you everybody i've had on the show it's been a blessing it's been an absolute beyond my wildest expectations that they'd even say yes so mm -hmm. i think it's really cool when they do and no disrespect to anyone who doesn't have the time to be on the show i get it well i mean that's very cool i i, I mean we, we've just started this episode and you're already talking singing our praises like that's awesome thank you <laughs> thank you for yeah thank you for stopping all your busy things that you're doing i know so much to do it's, it's true it's true but man, Weird Al Yankovic is somebody that I think we have all known and respected for ages. I don't think anyone could. Have you ever heard anyone say, I hate Weird Al? Hmm. Yeah, but yes, but not anybody I would respect the opinion of. Right. I cannot think of a single case in my life where somebody's been like, oh, fuck Oh, that Weird silly, Al. stupid stuff, you know? God, I hate Weird Al. Maybe Coolio. <laughs> I think he might be one of the few that were actually offended by Weird Al. Yeah, I know Prince yeah. Prince didn't take a shining to Weird Al either. That's too bad. Prince was actually actually told Weird Al, or his handlers told Weird Al, as they sat even close together at an award ceremony, that he was not to look Prince in the eye. <laughs> God, I want to have that kind of. He doesn't of like it when people look down on him. Is that what it is? He's a short guy. Everybody looks down on him, or <laughs> dead. He's dead. Yeah. And guess what? Weird Al's still here. So guess what? Weird Al wins. <laughs> Fuck you, Prince. Yeah. And he's even produced. He's a music video director, too. Like, he's not only directed and worked and produced on all of his own stuff, but he's actually made music videos for other artists, including Ben Folds, Hanson, the Black oh. Crows, and the Presidents of the United States of America. Yeah. Now, that band, he that also band. parodied. That's true. Yeah. With Gump. Gump. Gump sat, sat alone on a bench in the park. Yeah, that, that was okay. So we're, 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 we're focusing on the 90s records, right? Is that we the are. Idea? We the absolutely weird are. Weird albums of the okay, 90s. So where does that start? That starts we're very, with... We're very aware that he, his career really fucking hit it in the 80s. Mm -hmm. And then he even got on a movie. Had a movie called UHF. He had his own movie. Yeah, he didn't yeah. get on it. He put yeah. his, his brainchild, I'm sure. Created UHF. it. Which I haven't seen yet, and I want to watch. Well, haven't seen UHF. I actually want to bring, you know, okay, so people, we have like a Friday night bad movie club where we all bring shit movies to the table and we watch them as a group on Zoom. I well, mean, that's the next one I want to bring UHF up is UHF. not a bad movie. Well, we'll yeah, see, that's, there's a flaw. There's that's a flaw the in flaw? your, yeah, because yeah, it's a, a good movie? one. UH, yeah. UHF is actually a good movie, so. So I better watch it in my own fucking time. <laughs> no, just just hold a different Zoom. You know, just hold a different uh, uh, just movie. Just have a UHF viewing party. Yeah. yeah, have a actually kind of holds up movie club. <laughs> you think UHF holds up? I haven't I seen it in a while. Oh, wait, no, there are some parts that won't. <laughs> okay, that depends on your definition of holds up. I think I know what you mean, Charlie. I think, mm. but you know, like there's like maybe a racial stereotype or two in the movie. Yes. Oh. But they're still funny. Yes. I could you know, never even. We didn't even use the VH UHF like not, on the on the fucking dial of the TV. Right. I never even knew what that meant. 
<laughs> yeah, I had a I had a TV that had UHF dial on it, and uh, it never picked up anything. So because with that farmer antenna vision that we had, it was just what is it VHF yeah. that we would get? Yeah, VHF. My grandparents, who gave me the TV, told me it used to get a few things on the UHF channel, but I, I think it was just like a farm report or something. They were like, nothing really good ever came in on the... Wheel and of then fish. the crazy thing about the, the other dial, the VHF, it only went up to channel 12. Mm. 13. Nope, no 13. Where are we getting ITV on? Because we got it on 13. I don't know. I was getting it on a, through a VCR that I could get all the channels on. Okay. So By the time I had a TV that had dials, like this was for my bedroom. My grandparents were like, "You want this old TV?" I was like, "Yes, it's gonna have a TV in my bedroom." I got a TV. <laughs> it's got two dials on it. Click, 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 click. <laughs> was the other one for like? Uh, is it kind of like the AM and the FM dial? Is that the whole purpose of UHF versus VHF? I guess so. I think UHF was like reserved for public access and things like that, like it, to appease. Um, like some regulatory board, I guess, probably in the States, maybe even in Canada, about having access for public broadcasting. So they dedicated the UHF band at the time to that. And that's actually the whole concept of UHF, the movie, is that he gets a public access show. Yeah. Oh, and man, I got to tell you, as even even like outside of just that movie, um, if you want to go down an amazingly weird, pleasant rabbit hole go to YouTube and start searching for public access television shows because really? that was the wild west of TV. You could do anything. <laughs> well, I think this ties nicely into talking about Al in the nineties because I think my biggest exposure to weird Al as a actual person and not just these nebulous songs that, so like, I mean, I was very much aware of weird Al in the eighties as a kid because like on my elementary school we would pass around you know like weird al tapes i think the first one i had uh that it was a copy i didn't have the actual cassette somebody had like dubbed it for me was weird al in 3d right okay. yeah um oh. but i had no picture of who this person was in my head until he used to take over much music in the 90s yeah yes. and have al tv al tv and yeah. it would be him doing his parodies. He would do live skits. Mm -hmm. It was like a block of programming. If I remember, it was like a few hours. Yeah. 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 And then they would play it on a loop endlessly for like a weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Every yeah time it was like a marathon, in. LTV marathon. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And it wouldn't, it was in the air where you could get away with that too. Like, I don't know, I guess some channels still kind of do it. Like TBS will, you know, if they're playing a movie on Friday night. They're playing it like another dozen times. And if you want to see Fast and the Furious, we've got Fast and the Furious at 4 o'clock. We've also got Fast and the Furious at 6 o'clock, 8 o'clock, and 10 o'clock. Yeah, exactly. If you, <laughs> hey, if you just stumbled into the last half of Shawshank Redemption right now, don't and worry. You're, you're thinking to yourself, how did this start? Yeah. How did they get in this mess? As soon as this movie's over, we're going to show it again. How you do you end that? Half. How do you end that marathon? What do you go into after that? I don't know what they do. Uh, Shawshank Redemption again. Again. <laughs> but but yeah, Al TV, like this was a thing he would do in the 90s where and this is specifically Canadian. This was much music in Canada, not MTV. But he did it, he did do it, he did on, it MTV. on MTV as well. I yeah. never saw the MTV ones though, did no, you? No, I, I never saw up. them. Because we didn't get MTV up here until the 2000s, I don't think. No, I right. would see MTV back then when I would go visit my grandparents in the country and they had one of those giant satellite dishes. Mm -hmm. The ones that you had to actually physically move to go get different channels until they put it on a sure. motor and then you could just hit a little button. And went, mm -hmm. They were really ahead of their time. I mean, the 90s. 
<laughs> I think other people had this. It was a way, but you couldn't get the little satellite yeah, dishes yet. That one, those didn't exist. <laughs> no, well, that's just it. Out in the country, you could barely pick up like the two or three channels that came in a little fuzzy anyway. Yeah, but we got, I remember getting much music changing and it changed my fucking life. I think we got much music in like 89, 90, 91, somewhere in there. That's For when we sure. got cable TV. And yeah, Al would come into Toronto and he would get on the much and do his own one on there too. So it was pretty much mirroring what he did in the States, I think. And my favorite part of it was the fake interviews he did. Oh, totally. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. He would just edit together celebrity interviews and things they said and write and make some silly, silly questions to make the celebrity sound like they were answering him in an off way. Oh, yeah. There was some times that he would full on have the footage of them paused (laughs) you're not gonna answer me (laughs) (laughs) yeah just a a blank look on their face like what is he even asking me it was beautiful yeah i think that was my real introduction to weird al as an overall like real like a human person not just a character although yeah it was was those i i look forward to those i remember they were pretty annual like they happened at least once a year Mm -hmm. i felt like they happened more often yeah i felt like they were like every six months or so maybe but i remember getting excited about it they'd be like weird al is taking over much music we'd be like shit that's what you're doing this weekend dude. i'm clearing my plans with just watching yeah. much music yeah <laughs> yeah we'll gonna be get not 100 percent different than most weekends but with more purpose this time well I we'll am. just have to turn the sega genesis off a few more that's times right. to watch some more weird al that's all i bet you can find all kinds of uh al tv clips still on youtube you can find whole episodes i remember the one i have a massive box of vhs's that i've been slowly encoding over the years before they turned to brittle dust Ooh, and uh, i've got, I've got some al tvs on there for sure one yeah. of those drawers back there has is full of vhs's i don't know if Good, there's I'm any not the only one. weird al on there but there probably is um my my biggest memory of uh, Al TV is that sometimes he would do parodies, like that he would perform live on the on the show, mm-hmm. that weren't ones that were on any of the albums. Mm. So you would get a little special. Like I remember he did "Numb" by U2, but he did it as Green Eggs and Ham. I love that so much. So they I just still did love that so much. Yeah, so they just like they just had and this is around the time they're looking for the Unabomber. I and he put on the on a plane. I want to use on the train. <laughs> he put on he 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 put on a, a toque and pulled up a hoodie to look like uh you know the edge in the video for numb and then somebody put that picture of the Unabomber bomber beside him or something. In my memory that's how it worked anyway. <laughs> they were like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then he started singing like, Yeah, I do not like them on a train, I do yeah. I do not like green eggs and ham, I do not like them, Sam I am. And then somebody came in like Bono and went like Green Eggs and Ham. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. His brain is just full of fucked up, wonderful ideas. But the thing is, he's never been an offensive person. And that's nice, too. I mean, you said the Unabomber actually surprised me, but like... uh... Well, it's never never like he doesn't do this stuff in a hurtful way. Never does. And I think that most artists take it as a tribute. Yeah. Weird Al wants to do your song. You're like, It's like a rite of passage. Yeah. But just look up that picture of that wanted picture, that that drawing of the Unabomber, <laughs> and tell me it doesn't it looks look like, like Kenny from South Park. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just I don't even know what the Unabomber looks like. I'm picturing a guy. Well, he doesn't like look with, like where it's broad, drawn all tight like Kenny. If you guys can, oh no, that didn't work. Hold on. <laughs> the editing on this podcast. Wow. There's no editing. There it is. Oh, it is. Oh. <laughs> 
looks like Weird Al in sunglasses and hoodie. Because of the shape of the glasses and the curly hair, that's it. And the mustache. The mustache. Okay, so everything. It's basically just it. It's basically Weird Al. Yeah. Yeah, Weird Al's the Unabomber. You didn't know.
first time I ever heard anything about Weird Al was I heard the lyrics, put your head in the microwave and give yourself a tan. Dare to be stupid. <laughs> See, now you're going back to that's the 80s. Mm. Um, but I think that's where it started. What about you, Charlie? Okay, so Quinn, you said that they were, you were passing around tapes in the 80s of Weird yeah. Mm-hmm. Were they popular? Like, were, were, were they socially accepted at the time? Well, okay. That, like Weird Al. Okay, so going back to when we were mentioning uh, listening to heavy music uh, on L2L. <clears throat> uh, just a little, little plug for a learning to listen podcast. Um, <laughs> I remember the, the my earliest, earliest, earliest memory of Weird Al is the song Nature Trail to Hell. <laughs> and a friend of mine played that for me on a cassette as like this secret, like heavy, dirty, like you have to hear this. And I was like, okay. And he had like a Walkman and we we're like in the playground. I'm like, I remember this clear as day. And I put like these little headphones on and he hit play and he's like, eyes are wide or whatever. And it's all, you know, about like, you know, there's a, Boy Scout troop and a couple of them get murdered in every scene and what I can't remember the lyrics are anyway, but like and he's like, That fucking crazy like he was saying it to me like <laughs> not funny, like this is dark, this, this is heavy. Insane. And I was like, What is this? And he's like, It's this guy, he like weird Al. He like makes these like really heavy dark songs. <laughs> that was my introduction. <laughs> We were kids. We were children. We didn't know that sounded like a heavy song. You got a real, uh, a real uh, change there when you when you actually listen to more of them. Then for sure. <laughs> well, that's what it was. Then I remember like being like, "Whoa, do you have more of those?" And he's like, "I'll make you a tape." Awesome. And then I got my copy because that was on Weird Al in 3D, and he gave me my copy. And I it, it must have been on just like the worst, cheapest. Like he probably held like a. <laughs> microphone from a my first sony thing or whatever to like a speaker or whatever and it sounded like shit but i love that i'm trying to remember what the track listing would have been on uh on that it was so long ago yeah you should, you should. i'll look it up but anyway charlie uh okay so the reason i asked that because i was wondering because i was the kid uh in school on the school bus with weird owl tapes in my walkman too uh except i don't feel like i don't remember recall that as being the very very popular choice at the time right like it's some definite vindication came in the 90s when he you know it was a lot more mainstream and he's taken over much music and he's taken over mtv and everybody's you know everybody's into it but at the time i was you know it wasn't the cool accepted music right so i remember doing that and uh, i definitely got into it that's actually how i think i got into a lot of more mainstream popular music like by by stuff like queen and then things like that because the first time i probably i i think that I'm sure I heard them on the radio, but the first time I really paid attention to it would have been Weird Al's versions of the song, right? Mm. So that would have influenced me a lot to be a, a, enough to the point where I'm like, oh, I should check out this band, or I should check out, you know, whatever, this band or this band. Um, yeah. And then, and then, uh, so so that was always with me. I had I had most, I, I'm pretty sure I had all of his 80s stuff on, 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 on tape. Uh, but then fast forward to the 90s, um, and Al Palooza came out. It wasn't his first album in the '90s. Uh, the first album was Off the Deep End, yes. but uh, and that was a huge one for him, right? That like brought him into the '90s firmly with like Nirvana covers and stuff like that. Huge, but, yeah, totally huge for him. And then, funny enough, Al Palooza came out second, which we, we had the the Jurassic Park cover, 
right. all the dinosaurs are running wild. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and we kind of talked about it a little bit in the last Learning to Listen podcast we just recorded. But my first huge concert that I remember going to was I got my dad to bring to take me to the Alcan tour, which was the the Canadian tour for Alpalooza in '95. Uh, and it was at the Jubilee Auditorium, and it had, like, it had almost all the '90s stuff in it. And I got one of those Alpalooza hats, and I wore that. I wore I wore that into the into the dirt, basically. I wore that into <laughs> dust. You so. really really loved him. I liked oh, I was him. huge into him. Yeah, for sure. Um, I definitely went through some stages where I came back around, probably around Alpalooza. Mm-hmm. So as a kid, like I said, that my introduction to Weird Al was firmly with Nature Trail to Hell and my friend being like, this song is so dark and heavy or whatever. And <laughs> anyway, you know, because he's just talking about murder on it. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's like bring the whole family. We feel like the six o'clock news. You know? mm-hmm. Anyway, but then I'm now I'm looking at the track list and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's all coming back to me now. Like the very first track. Now, I would have definitely been aware of Michael Jackson as a, a kid at that age because, mm-hmm. you know, he was the biggest thing in the world. There's no way he would. Sure. But I remember that I knew the words to eat it mm-hmm. way better than I knew the words to this day. I, you know, like every, if, if beat it comes on, if I hear the song beat it, I start in my head going, how come you're always <laughs> such a fussy young man? Don't, Don't want, want no, no cap and crayon. No yeah. I know the weird owl lyrics are better. Like, yeah, this yeah. is, uh, for this me, is that, where for that, me, this that's was right my along album. with uh, that's right along with another one rides the bus for me, you know, like yes. I, I know those lyrics more than I know another one bites the dust. Yes. Oh, God, I know a theme, you know, the theme from Rocky. Every <laughs> time I watch Rocky, I hear it's the Rye or the Kaiser, it's the 100%. Of one bite. 100%. May I please help you choose an appetizer? <laughs> Don't go near the tuna. It smells funny tonight, but you just can't go wrong with the rye. Do, 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 do. Or the kais. <laughs> it's so funny. What I have is this... with him and food? It's just amazing. Like, it's mostly 80s where he was into doing the food songs. No, but in the 90s, <laughs> the 80s, compilation though. of his all songs about food called The Food Album. There was the food album, yeah. Yeah, but I think what happened was I had this record and then it wasn't much of a big follow-up on that. And then I was aware of like uh, his parody of um, Nevermind or of uh, Smells Like like Teen Spirit, his Smells Like Nirvana or whatever. (laughs) But you're right. It was definitely Alapalooza coming out. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, that album really hit with the kids. By this time, I'm in junior high. Yeah. And that album hit with the kids in my junior high and everybody was playing uh, Owlpalooza. And it only dawned on me fairly recently that um, his his Jurassic Park is Frightening in the Dark. It's actually a mashup of two songs. What else is it besides MacArthur Park? Live and Let Die. Oh yeah, there's that part in it. Da da da, ba da da, ba da. I forgot about that part. It's not. Yeah, it's not even that's... a lyrical. It's not even lyrically. Uh, it's just the parody. He just goes part? into "Live and Let Die" in the middle of Jurassic Park on that song. How random. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I, I mean, I know that like because years later when I because I, I think Jurassic like I never heard the song at that point MacArthur Park. Right. Me neither. The original. No. Until I heard that, and it wasn't until years later when I'm, you know, going down musical rabbit holes, and I'm discovering that, oh, what a weird song that turned out to be 
such a pop standard for a while in the 60s like everybody covered yeah. macarthur park and it's all about like the sweet like green icing like dripping down or whatever it sounds like a weird al parody i honestly so. never even knew that was a parody of another song i just thought it was a weird <laughs> al original i was like oh and this proves my chaos theory and i'm never <laughs> coming back this way again yeah but if you look at the lyrics I'm going to look up the lyrics of the original MacArthur yeah. Park. Well, and... it's funny. Like, I don't even care about the original. The Jurassic Park's so good. It's funny <laughs> because a lot of a lot of the time, so, you know, he's picking songs that are current, right? He's picking mm -hmm. songs like Nirvana in the 90s, right? He's picking, yeah. uh, he's doing like uh, Under the Bridge by the Chili Peppers and Give It Away, right? But oh, then the he Bedrock picked, Anthem. Yeah, Bedrock Anthem. And then he picks, he picks Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park is the current reference. Yes. Point. And then he picks a song from the 60s, you know, so that's kind of cool. Very much. And then so. he picks, and then he picks, uh, you know. That okay, ending. here are the lyrics to the original MacArthur Park. Okay. Um, I'll just do the chorus. MacArthur's Park is melting in the dark, all the sweet green icing flowing down. Someone left the cake out in the rain. I don't think that I can take it because it took so long to bake it, and I'll never have that recipe again. That sounds <laughs> like a Weird Al parody. It's like he, re it's like he reversed the song. He, uh, he. He unheard out it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he made it a more serious song than it was. <laughs> he made it about dinosaurs and shit. Mm -hmm. Well, what about the uh, my, my, this year mannequin guy? Okay, that's so that's that's. That's a little bit further on, right? That's the. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's focus on Weird Al in the '90s for sure. Yeah. Right. So it does start with the off the deep end. Yeah. I thought that um, was the '90s. Yeah, Off the Deep End was the first oh, one. Oh, my favorite on Off the Deep End is the white stuff. Yep. Which, because of being a new kids fan. Like, oh, 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 in the middle of oh, an Oreo. Oreo. In the middle, the white stuff. <laughs> See, and then also, a simple one. And okay. then also uh, two tracks later on that one, Taco Grande. Yes. See, now I became more familiar with some of the stuff on this album I because like of the, the food album compilation. Like, I know mm -hmm. about uh, the white stuff and Taco Grande. And then the last track on this album is the oh, Weird Al original. Amazing. You Don't Love Me Anymore. And so I didn't good. know about that song until it came out on a, uh, he might've played it on like a, a an Al TV, he but did. I think he was promoting one of his greatest hits albums, like volume two or something at the time. Yeah. And he had a video for it at that time. Mm. It's, it's the more than words video by extreme. That's the video for <laughs> You Don't Love Me Anymore with Robert Goulet as the janitor. Goulet. Goulet. Now, you don't Goulet. love me anymore. Something I'll bust out a karaoke once in the blue moon. You That's slam my face down on the barbecue grill. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are the, what's the line about uh, uh, you set my house on, on fire. Then you pulled, pulled out, out my chest hairs with an old pair, pair of pliers. <laughs> it's beautifully written. <laughs> now, now, I am. I think he might have won a Grammy. Well, he's won Grammys. He's won Grammys. I don't know if it was that one, but well, damn. yeah, he handed out a Grammy with uh, Coolio. Coolio. Did they make up? Because I, I don't know if they've ever made up. But here's the thing: is now he's always said that he has always gotten express permission from the artists yep. to parody their songs. Mm -hmm. Yes, like from very early on or something like that. I think maybe one of the first times somebody he got like some bad feedback where he and he felt bad about it and he was even, like from now on even when he doesn't need to he doesn't need to get permission no. from the artist as long as it's from the writer right and he credits the writer yeah 
So right, I mean, but I think either way, he's always been like, look, been... I just, I try and make sure that it's cool with everybody involved. And so mm-hmm. apparently Coolio signed off on him parodying Gangster's Paradise. And I, I think where Weird Al crossed the line was he also parodied Coolio personally by like make, like doing Coolio's hair. And he yeah. showed up at the Grammys with like Coolio's hair. Oh. And Coolio was like, the fuck is this bullshit, man? Like Coolio takes himself seriously. Well, yeah. I know, what a little bitch. Sorry, yeah. Coolio. <laughs> I know. Coolio has also declined to come on uh, Dope Nostalgia. <laughs> Whoops. Oh man, and he was so slamming in the nineties too. Come One, along two, three, four. No, no, before that, Fantastic Voyage, which I know is that's like the most obvious uh, sample from. Fantastic Voyage. It's even called Fantastic Voyage. Gangsta's Paradise is one of the greatest rap songs at the time, and I didn't even realize it was a Stevie Wonder song. So honestly, Pastime Paradise. That what yeah, did yeah. Stevie get consulted? Probably too. Hey, I bet he did. I bet Al would have reached out to Stevie, but who knows? I think once these guys had to start crediting their samples and like the original artists and whatever, and royalty started coming in for these guys. They were like, like, like uh, with MC Hammer's like "Can't Touch This," which mm-hmm. is obviously like Brickhouse or not Brickhouse, uh, Super Freak. Yeah. Yeah, 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 right. You know, I remember there's somebody who said like, um, you know, like at first Rick James was like fucking MC Hammer who or whatever, and then he started getting all these checks coming in, and he's like fucking cover them all, MC them Hammer all, all day long, sample every single one, whatever you need, man. Here you go. I haven't made this much money in like a decade. <laughs> But uh, I wonder if with Weird Al, how many of the credits go to? Because they're parodies, so do they technically, like, do they? Does he have to? Are there any royalties the, for the original? Yeah, what, what's the copyright like with a parody? Hmm. Well, as far as I know, if you're doing a cover, you don't even have to ask for permission as long as the songwriters are credited and included, so that they make the money. Right, right, but they're still licensing. Yeah. You still have to yeah. have the uh, the go ahead to release and you know make money on. That's definitely when you what you want to do, so you cover all your bases. But uh, I don't know. I think if you just there's a big difference between that and just outright doing the blurred lines thing and you know ripping off the whole damn song and then claiming you wrote it. Right. And yeah, you're gonna get sued. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, um, Weird Al would not have a career if he's been sued over and over again, right? Well, he so, does everything in a tasteful, respectful manner, and I think that's one of the reasons he's so well-loved. Yeah, so I'm just wondering what the legalities are there with his, like, parodies. Like, how much... Because, like, man, if every song... Cause, okay, that's the thing is, he does have a ton of original material, too. Mm-hmm. Every record has, like, a third of the album is something that he wrote, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm a big... Look, speaking of Alapalooza... You know, I'm a big like, you know, Frank's 2000 inch TV, uh, Harvey the Wonder Hamster. Those are some of my favorite tracks on on that album. You know, like I like the Weird Al stuff. I got to say, you know, he had three original tracks on that one. I'm saying that's what I'm saying. I feel like his original material is a little underappreciated. He's actually pretty good. Like, I think so. um, Funny on his own. You have to be clever. You can have a career. Yeah, you have to be clever enough to think of the, to have to come up with these parodies in the first place obviously there's something there you can you can do a couple of original songs right like for mm-hmm. sure it's all yeah there's so many there's at least three original songs on everyone and there's always although it's parody a polka song 
on every album. A polka medley. Once, one, once upon a time, I had an MP3 playlist that was every polka medley from every Weird Al album. Oh, now, how many polka medleys does he have? It is it, it just they go back to like every album. Yeah, I think he's put Even one in the eighties. Yeah, in the eighties he did them too. Yeah. Um, now, I here's the thing though: the one that isn't a medley is the one in Alapalooza. Mm-hmm. That one's a straight up cover. Oh, that one's just uh, Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody. Polka. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, because you can't you can't mash that one. No, you can't. <laughs> you can't just take a snippet. You gotta take. You could. Thing. You could just do like whatever. But he decided to do the whole song. That song is already like a fucking adventure and different <laughs> things happening. You can't really mash it any more than it yeah. is. Yeah. After these messages, we'll be right back. Analog Brewing, winner of three awards at the 2020 Alberta Beer Awards, is a proud sponsor of the Dope Nostalgia Podcast. Analog Brewing is now offering delivery within the city of Edmonton with no delivery fee on orders over 40 bucks. Go to analogbrewing.ca slash shop. That's www.analogbrewing.ca forward slash shop and place your order today. When placing an order, you could also pay it forward and take part in their Nurse a Pint program and prepay for a pint for a nurse. Mention this podcast in the order comments so they know we sent you. Analog Brewing. Taking beer to the next level. If you want to do more than one thing at the same time, don't expect an ordinary computer to get the jobs done. But an IBM PS2 with microchannel can crunch numbers, search files, share information, revise graphics all at once. With microchannel, a PS2 can work harder than ordinary computers, so you can get many things done at the same time without going to pieces. To be more productive, how are you going to do it? PS2 it. Okay, now, yeah, here's the f- funny thing now. Now that I'm looking at the track listing and I'm seeing the writers listed, uh, some of them that are straight up parodies just list him as a writer, Yankovic. And other ones, like Bedrock Anthem, list Anthony Kiedis, John Frusciante. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, I guess it depends on how close to the actual original song it is. You know, because there's somewhere it's in the style of they might be giants or something, but it's not a legitimate parody of a very specific song. You know what I mean? Look at something like the one he did of Sledgehammer, <laughs> where it's not outright Sledgehammer, but it, it uses some of the sounds that are in Sledgehammer, like like that whistle sound tone that's in that. Is that that must be Waffle King? Hey, that's yeah, that's Waffle, Waffle King. King. Like would that literally? That one says get, style parody. Yeah, that's a style parody. That's not a literal ripoff of Peter Gabriel. Yeah, it's not a specific song. It's just a song referencing his songs, Peter Peter Gabriel mm. songs. Yeah, like this is interesting. For Jurassic Park, he uh, lists Jimmy Webb, who wrote MacArthur Park, mm. as a songwriter, but he mm. doesn't list. Uh, Oh, I don't know. This is weird. Okay, so Jimmy Webb must have had, was a co-writer on MacArthur Park, and then there was also Richard Harris. Who I was Richard Harris the original? Richard uh, Harris maybe one of the people who performed. Yeah, I would MacArthur I would guess Park, that, that he, so he would be the performer that he that Weird Al took the styling of that 
performance yeah, but, from. But that's weird because he's only one of so many people that covered that song. And yeah. I wouldn't say that his version sounds any more like Richard Harris than it does like any of the other versions. But then, then there's here there's no mention of Wings or Paul McCartney here. In 2000, <laughs> Red Hot Chili Peppers bassist Flea told Behind the Music that he was unimpressed and disappointed by Yankovic's 1993 song Bedrock Anthem, oh, which parodied on. the two of the band's songs. He was quoted as stating, I didn't think it was very good. I enjoy Weird Al's things, but I found it unimaginative. Oh, you're crazy. Yeah, Flea, Flea thinks too much of, him, of himself. What else would you do for that? Give it away, give it away. Of course you're going to do yabba dabba do. Fuck off. <laughs> dabba do now. Check it. 
That's right. I forgot. Achy breaky song. Yeah, there's there's been a few artists that have turned him down. Okay, so we're all we're, it seems like we're all super familiar with Alapalooza. Yeah, I want to move on a little bit because I'm like, by the time Bad Hair Day came out in 1996, mm-hmm. I was definitely aware of it, but it wasn't something I was like, you're like, oh, I gotta get that new Weird Al album. You know, me and <laughs> me and my friends, we're just gonna sit around. <laughs> Hit the bong and you know you, you were starting to like your balls drop. Things had changed. Yeah, things had changed. Things yeah, are yeah. moving on in life. Moved on. However, for me, I that that was probably the last Weird Al album that I was like, oh, I got to get this. You know, oh, another Weird Al album. Of course, I'll yeah. get it right. But I think that was the last one. The one after Running with Scissors, the the last one of the '90s was one that I'm I'm familiar with the bigger you know the stuff that got played around. But like. Yeah. Well, because I'm looking at this track list right now, and obviously Amish Paradise. Yeah, for we sure. all know that. Yeah, but I don't recognize any of these. Uh, Gump, Alternative Pope, Gump. I do know, and Gump, Gump yeah. I know, but that's it. Phony Calls was Waterfalls by TLC. Yeah, I don't remember that one. Either. Oh, that's that's a little weak. I think I feel like it. it syndicated Incorporated was yeah was Misery by Soul Asylum. That was right. that was a good one. I like that one. Is it good? Syndic- I mean, it doesn't like just title alone, just judging by title alone, that doesn't seem that clever. Kated Incorporate. I mean, yeah, I liked it. Uh, Cavity Searches Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me by you too, <laughs> which is actually, I, I need to listen to that because I don't remember that huh. at all. Yeah, uh, I might have to give this up. That's my favorite U2 song because I'm not a it, U2 fan at all. It's an amazing song. Yeah, I really like that tune. So I'm, mm. sure, he did, I'm sure he did great things with it. <laughs> interesting okay i'm there's gonna move even, on there's not even a food song on this album is there yeah it feels like an also you know what that's it's true. like a little uninspired no. weird l album yeah i mean he's got the alternative polka which yeah. is nice another polka yeah, yeah. but i guess amish paradise yeah. really it had legs it traveled i people even do that yeah. one in karaoke over gangster's paradise still huh? every time that one yeah. in gump because gump definitely had a video as well yeah but i don't think it ever overshadowed the original you know, that's the thing is I measure my Weird Al by if 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 culturally one of these things is referenced or I hear a song on the radio or something like that, 
If I hear lump, I think a lump. I don't go, sure. he's gump, he's gump. Yeah. You know? Although no, that's not totally true. I always at least think of that one line, his girlfriend Jenny was kind of a slut. <laughs> <laughs> Went to the White House, showed LBJ his butt. That's right. That's how that finishes. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe that's a little half and half. But, but what I get what you're saying, for sure, there's definitely a lot less of it. There's like two mm-hmm. songs on this album as opposed to like half of the album, if not more, you know? Well, okay. What about uh, Running With Scissors? How does that one? Running, running With, with scissors. scissors. He'd stopped wearing glasses around this time because he is got eye right, surgery. Honey, is this around the time he also shaved his mustache? Yeah. On the cover, he's just wearing like, he looks like Bruce Jenner, actually. On the cover, he actually looks like Bruce Jenner now. <laughs> he looks like Caitlyn Jenner, you mean? Did That's you just what I mean. Did, did you just dead name Caitlyn Jenner? No, I meant, I meant. Shame he, Naomi. Canceled. Canceled. I meant Caitlyn yeah. now. <laughs> um, he does look like Caitlyn Jenner. I, do you guys miss Weird Al's mustache? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Every I, time, I really do. Every time I see a picture of him now, I'm just like, it's, something's missing, man. And it's like, you can have your hair as long and silky and, you know, and ringlet, like whatever as you like. But is it natural? Is it a perm? What do you think? He's getting up there. I don't bet you there's a little just for men. And he's in, definitely in... touching up his roots, isn't he? He must <laughs> be. He's 61. Yeah, he's he's not a spring chicken anymore, you know. Yeah, he's got to have gray hair now. But why why let go of the mustache? The mustache was such a signature look. You yeah. could call it iconic. Yeah. But I definitely hear my my this okay. year American guy every yeah, time so... I think that song. So if we're talking running with scissors, there was at least just looking at the track list. There's three singles. Well, there's three tracks off of it that I still that I would think of nowadays, right? Like because Sega begins, yeah, American Pie, uh, Pretty Fly for a Rabbi. I remember that a lot, and it's all about the Pentiums. Those were the big three. It's all about the Pentiums is my favorite. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, I do remember (laughs) it's all about the Pentiums. Um. Yeah, the Sega Begins, but other than that, I'm I'm kind of lost on this one too. Sega Begins is interesting because it he was approached to do that as like a promotional tool for oh, episode really? 1. Did yeah. George Lucas do come to him? Well, I or somebody. believe that like <laughs> Lucas Films came to him and said, um, "Hi, Weird Al. Um, you want to come yeah. hang out at Skywalker Ranch?" Because he, the, how <laughs> else would he because he this this was released when did this come out exactly? I think it June 29th, 1999. Okay. Yeah, right around the exact same time. Like Star Wars, Star Wars was released in the summer too. So it's the plot to uh, episode one. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that he was given, in advance, he was given oh. a script of Phantom Menace. Could you imagine though reading that and being like, uh, this is what it's going to be? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to pay me a lot of money, right? Okay, well, I'll come up with something. <laughs> now, do you think? Yeah, do you yeah. think that they were just like, "Here's the plot, find a parody," or what do you th- do you think they had suggestions? Do you think they they the execs had notes? They were like, "I'm not saying use American Pie by Don McLean, but um, yeah, let me just put go into George Lucas mode now, and he'll be like, um, it's gonna um, be the modern yeah. American epic, and um, so maybe you could find a song that is an American epic, American Pie. It's American and it's." <laughs> What's Very more American epic. than American Pie? And just pretend you're Obi Wan Kenobi and just <laughs> just give it, give it all you got. My, but you know, you you do you, but you do um, you, right? 
I don't think I don't think this song overtakes the original like American Pie by Don McLean, but I do know from being bored listening to American Pie, <laughs> my brain will eventually go there. It's a happy it's a happy uh yeah. Stopover. Around around the time where he makes the like goes back to like uh the like the tempo drops again in that song and it's like blah, 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 and I'm like, "Oh god, the song's still going." That's where I start singing to myself, <laughs> and I was singing, my, my, this here Anakin guy. Maybe Vader someday later, but he's still a small fry. He kissed his, or whatever it is, I can't remember. And kissed his mommy goodbye. Saying soon, soon I'm going to be a Jedi. Jedi. <laughs> Good job, weirdo. On. Uh, so Yankovic, according to Wikipedia, had approached Lucasfilm about the prospect of an advanced screening to ensure that his lyrics were accurate, but the company declined. <laughs> oh, no, we can't. We can't. Uh... So he only had the script to go off of. I don't even know if he had that. It doesn't even say Well, he that. had to. Well, he originally, he, oh, he yeah. wanted to do a song about the fandom menace. It doesn't say that he was approached. It says that he was going to do Pretty Fly for a Jedi and uh, then dismiss, dismissed the idea, saying he wanted to parody a classic song to commemorate how important a new movie was considered. So yeah, I think but he, thing, it was weird. Weird Al's idea. Well, it, we, whosoever idea it was, he definitely had uh, access to the script because at least major plot elements. Because mm-hmm. there's other absolutely no way. Like he nails it. Like he sings the plot to the movie (laughs) (laughs) you know he didn't guess i'm just guessing i'm just guessing oh shit guys we got lucky yeah like what are the lyrics how do you know about jar jar i don't fucking know i just thought there'd be this idiot character named jar jar it's fine okay yeah like he just guessed about like the trade federation and the blockades and Yeah, Naboo. He knows the name Naboo was under attack, and I thought me and Qui-Gon Jinn could talk the Federation into maybe cutting them a little slack. But their response didn't thrill us. They locked the doors and tried to kill us. We escaped from that cast, then met Jar Jar in Boss Nass. Yeah, like, yeah, that's the script. <laughs> that's exactly up. how the movie goes. Actually, it's probably one of the up, easiest... He up you and McGregor. He's like, hey, can I have that? I don't know. No, it's probably very closely guarded, so... He would have had to ask for a copy. He went to you and McGregor and was like, hey, are you done with that? <laughs> you going to finish that? He stole it from you and McGregor's hotel room. He's like, thank you and McGregor. He's Thanks, you like, and McGregor. Here, send him all this, send him all this turkey. <laughs> and in about an hour and a half, I'm going to go and sneak into his room and get my hands on a copy of The Phantom Menace. <laughs> I really want to make a polka playlist now. I'm really inspired to do oh, that. Oh, man, it's great. They're going to be all over uh, Spotify for sure, right? Pretty sure, yeah. I wonder mm. if our our friends in Millennia have ever done any Weird Al polka. <clears throat> if they haven't, they're fools. That's right. We they're should, missing we should, out. We should really ask them that. What if they're like, that's a little bit beneath us, Naomi. Uh, <laughs> we take ourselves <laughs> seriously. And then you have to go like, you guys know you're playing polka, right? So cool. So cool. And the thing about those polkas is there was always so much there. He's doing like a dozen pop culture songs. Actually, I found this today when I was kind of like just refreshing my memory about what was going on in the 90s with Weird Al. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found out uh, I found a, a YouTube like right on his in his on his main YouTube page. There's a video of him going out in 2018 and doing like 
I, I think it's a, like a 76 show tour. And every night of the tour, he played a song that was a straight up cover, whether it's like, should I stay or should I go? Um, Beat on the brat. He played it straight. Really? And he picked, he picked a different song every single show and did the whole song. Like, you can't like you can't you, you can't look at that and be all like I don't know if this guy likes music he just likes to make fun of him <laughs> you know he's obviously he's he's a complete artist he really yeah. is. well early on in his career before he got known for the parodies I mean okay so his career got launched through like the Doctor Demento Doctor Demento radio show and it was his cover of another one well another one bites the dust where he did another one bites the bus and but he was just doing it just him and an accordion but at that point too he wouldn't just parody songs. He would just the novelty of of Weird Al was that he was doing hit pop songs of the day mm-hmm. on an accordion, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, he would just do like I don't know what else he would do at the time, but like you know, like just an like an accordion cover of a song. But it's I think when a parody took off, it's like that kind of was the thing that cemented like, his oh, career. <laughs> this was like oh, they respond that. to that. Okay, here you go. Here's more parodies. Here's oh, what you like. Here's like what a surgeon. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. So I think I'm going to teach my child that all the Weird Al songs of like versions of songs are the original versions of songs. (laughs) Yes. And that he's the most prolific artist of all time that everybody else has been ripping off or copying. It's like, oh, no, no, that's a Weird Al song. That's Mm -hmm. a Weird Al song. They just change the lyrics so people would take them a little more seriously, but. You know, they all the Weird Al versions of songs. So they go to a party someday, and then like you know somebody throws on like some Michael Jackson or whatever, and they start singing like "Cause I'm fat, I'm fat," you know it. <laughs> Eat it. <laughs> oh hey, Weird Al's got some uh, problematic language. He's got more chins than Chinatown. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be cool to uh, have him on the show, but like fake the interview, like he's faked the interview, like Weird Al, like, Weird Al. Yeah, I should Weird Al him. <laughs> Al TV him. <laughs> I feel yeah. like I feel like that's pretty much the way a lot of those, um, a lot of entertainment uh, journalism, you know, like these parody news shows, like uh, the oh, Dave sure. Show, and what that's pretty much the way they've gone. They 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 manipulate a little bit more to make it seem a little more legit, but you know they. They do a lot of editing to make people look pretty awful sometimes. Totally. You know, at least Weird Al was still just purely doing it as a joke, and it was obviously as a joke. These guys will like really make you think that somebody really has a shitty opinion or is a bad person, and you know, like jokes on them because they're so out to lunch or whatever. But it really is just the tricks of editing or whatever. Here's the thing: he's never ever released things that were offensive or rude or meant to really hurt people. I think that it's pretty generally innocent for the most part right and i think that like this is the type of thing that i had no problem showing my 10 year old niece and seeing if she'd make her laugh a little bit to mm-hmm. hear a song about like like bread or eat it or whatever you know whatever food song i think she'd get a good giggle out of it and i think it's a really cool thing that he's gonna leave a legacy for you know like it's 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 good it's good for kids and families and stuff mm-hmm yeah it's, entertainment. it's good clean wholesome family See, it's good, it's good because when i went to the uh the alcan tour in 95 um my dad was forced to take me uh he was not a weird al fan he does not he's to this day is not a but i mean 
uh, and I Your just mom was like, just take the boy. You'll you got to take him to the concert that he likes. Mm. You got to get, you got to take it to the show or whatever. But, um, there's things like when he, he was, he, he's still playing the basis of money for nothing, but he's turned it into the Beverly Hillbillies. Right. Like, mm. so there's still a popular song part look of it. Look at that. Look at that. Yeah. Right. So there's still, there's still that part where he, I, I'm hoping that he's still got some enjoyment from that part of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Okay, um, I did see Weird Al live in concert uh, not that long ago, maybe 10 years ago-ish. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. was, so he came through K-Days. He always plays the Jube, right? Isn't that just- Well, this time it was uh, K-Days. The reason K-Days. I went, like, because oh, he's never been enough of a, like, I'm going to go pay money to go see Weird Al, like, play the Jube or something. Yeah. Right, I'm not paying a 50, 60 plus ticket to see Weird Al. I don't know what they would be, but uh, probably more. But uh, yeah, but the price of admission to Klondike days, to K days, to the exhibition, to the fair, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, where I could get a Weird Al concert also mm-hmm. and actually be in a beer garden and watch Weird Al. Of course, I went to that. Oh, man, that sounds like paradise. That was That's the second time that I saw him was then. Yeah, yeah. and it was great. Oh, I, okay, I've got to say, man, the guy puts on a show. Not only does he play all these songs that, yeah, A, they're based on hits. So even if you don't know his parody version, you're like, you're getting the greatest hits out. It's a, it's like an amazing KTEL compilation of all the best oh. songs ever put out ever. Like, you know all of them. They're all earworms. They're all like, and and in a live concert, of course, he's carefully handpicked a bunch of songs that are all good you know it's yeah. like it's not the other ran b-side like right. you know like fillers and tracks it's like all killer yeah it's it's like here's eat it you know here's yeah. smells so like nirvana now that yeah he's yeah, got yeah. plenty of material but every song every song and he did a few originals too there was like a costume change there was a set change it was like it was it was live theater but like almost as good as i've seen it any other band pull it off huh. um yeah you know like there would be a backdrop that would have something to do with the song he was doing when he did like when he did fat he came out in a fat suit fat suit yeah both you times know? i've seen him he came out in the fat suit each time it's yeah. amazing yeah and it's just one of those like you know they, there's a little fan on it that like inflates or whatever but like he oh, disappears those, off. Those are fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he just dis- like he changes costumes more often and faster than Cher has ever done in her <laughs> entire career. He must have done it like if he played, I don't know, um, God, twenty some songs in a in a in a concert. He mm-hmm. probably changed at least fourteen, sixteen times. Yeah, for and sure. He would run off stage like at the very end of a song. People are applauding or whatever. You know, he's got enough time to be like, "Thank you," and he's like off stage left or stage right or whatever. And by the time it's the band is about like you know into the first verse, he's back on that microphone in a new costume. The backdrop is different. Maybe even some of the stage like you know the band or whatever is even like change costume slightly. However, whatever like take a pair of sunglasses off and put a hat on. But like they do something, you know. And it's like there. It's like it goes from like you hear the first like few refrains of like bam 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 He's only been off stage that long. Mm-hmm. He comes back around on the other side and he's in a red leather, you know, Michael Jackson suit with one glove on and his hair curled somehow, nice. you know, with like the Jerry curl hanging down going like, how come you always such a fussy young man? And you're like, how the fuck did he do that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember. Uh, yeah, totally. He was definitely very speedy at that, but I do remember they had some, uh, they showed a couple of the video interludes too, where they would yeah, to kill a little extra time. 
yeah. maybe he had an extra complicated, maybe it's tougher to get in the fat suit or whatever, right? So they they bought him a minute or two doing that, right? But still, that that much costume changing, and never mind, like, when we we who all play in bands and have run around the stage wearing one outfit, uh, you're yeah. fucking tired by the end of one show, you know, like by the end of one set. Never mind yeah. running around and then changing costumes almost every or every other song or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, he's he's definitely puts all into it. He's not just wearing like he did I, in the '80s. I just thought he was always wearing a Hawaiian shirt, mustache. I was like, he's just like a nerdy Magnum PI, and <laughs> bring it back, bring, bring it, back. it back. Maybe that's where I mean, there's a good chance that that's where I got my love of Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, your Tommy Bahamas. Song. Yeah, yeah. I mean that 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 all adds up, and the the timing works together. So, mm-hmm. well, I would say to wrap up that decade with him, and uh, what what were definitely your probably of of the four albums. Or even just of the songs he put out, what would have been some of your favorites? Starting with Charlie. Hmm. Let's see. Hmm. Man, we just talked about so much. <laughs> I know. We pretty, we pretty much already named them mostly. Narrowing it, narrowing it down were to were the there, 90s. Were there any that we or were there any in there that we didn't uh, name? Uh, we didn't name check living in the fridge. That was a good one. <gasps> oh, I was just thinking living in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> That was a damn good, solid one. Mm. Yeah. Um, I have a good story. So I I would say that Alapalooza is definitely our, maybe it's our age or whatever, but Alapalooza is that's, the That's album. the right album, right? Yeah, is the al- album of the 90s. Yeah. Um, I remember one time, the only time my dad ever took any interest really like, I mean, he would tell me music I was listening to was garbage or awful or whatever. <laughs> the only, the only time he took any interest in it as like something like, I don't know if you should be listening to this. Like maybe I want to turn this off, you know, and, and not let you listen to it is he was misunderstanding. I don't know. Uh, it was young, dumb and ugly, which is an Al original, which is supposedly supposed to be, according to this, a parody of ACDC, but it doesn't sound anything like ACDC. No, it does sound like a hair metal-ish type thing, but more like yeah. Survivor or something. Not yeah, I, I was thinking like maybe more like Ugly Kid Joe or something. Yeah. But maybe it's just because it says ugly in the title, but whatever. But it's got that like, meh, 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 you know, whatever. It's kind of like snotty. <laughs> but like, he's like, we wear black leather in the hottest weather. You can't imagine the smell. <laughs> right? And those, those are the lyrics and, and I don't know what my dad got from it, but he thought it was like some I don't know, like, it was some rock song that was like, yeah, be bad like we are, be rebels. You it know, was- like... <laughs> He suddenly weirdly got like weird interest in this song and 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 was like I don't know if I like it. My, my mom being like, Bill, this is a joke. <laughs> you know, my mom being like having to tell him she's like, it's a joke. It's it's not a serious song. Like they're making fun of yeah. people who take themselves too seriously like yeah. that. And, yeah. you know, and he was like, wow, I could have fooled me or whatever. Like walked away. You know, <laughs> that's funny. I remember. Uh, it's sort of along the same lines. Like for some reason I had written out the, the lyrics to another one rides the bus and I had it down, like just on my desk in, in my, in my room at the time or whatever. My dad found it and he was like, my parents were like, did you write this? And I was like, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. That was not me. He's like, this is clever. You're not this is pretty good. Are you this clever? I was like, oh no, not yet. You wait, just wait a couple of years. <laughs> a couple of years. Yeah. It's coming. Um, but another one, another another one from the '90s that we didn't mention uh, was I can't watch this, which was the the MC Hammer 
you can't touch this uh, parody yeah. is another good one. I can't watch this. He likes he, he likes to talk about food and he likes to talk about TV a lot. Yes. And I can identify with that all day long. I like the plumbing song because it's a mashup of the <laughs> Millie Vanilli, like blame it, blame it on the, the drain. <laughs> oh my god, which one is that on? Uh... That's on uh, the the. Ben. The deep end, yeah. Off the deep end. It's, it's funny I because it's called the Nirvana one. Yeah. So to to look into it today, I was looking at some like I don't know all music reviews or whatever. And as as far as critical reviews go, in quotations, um, off the deep end got the highest rating, and then like Alapalooza, Bad Hair Day, and Running with Scissors all got like twos and three star ratings. You know, <laughs> and it's funny because uh, off the deep end was like. You know, he he obviously he it was like a couple of years off before he came out with this one, um, but Alapalooza is all essentially it's stuff he wrote at the same time mm-hmm. as Off the Deep End, so it was essentially like B sides and things like that, right? Huh, interesting. Yeah. Nirvana was happy. Nirvana was happy with the parody. Yeah, no kidding. Big time. That's well, a great apparently parody. he charted really well in Canada whenever he released anything. Like I think maybe one of the reasons that convinced him to come up to Canada and really, <laughs> I got a good audience. I got a good fan base out spend, there. Yeah, I think he sold well, yeah. a significant Can, amount of records in Canada. Over it's probably also like the Canadian sense of humor, you know, like because yeah. this country is full of comedians as it is. I think we just like embrace that shit more. Maybe. Mm, yeah. Fair. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, I, for- I forgot about the achy breaky song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't get to get a chance to go back and listen to all of the stuff today, but uh, some of the stuff I heard, especially you, I, I definitely re-listened to "You Don't Love Me Anymore." That definitely holds up. Yeah, uh, um, it does. Listen to. Yeah, I just I hit I just hit random on a you know um, a karaoke people always want to sing like at a medium pace by Adam Sandler or something like that. I'm like. I think I get a better reaction doing you don't love me anymore because it's not that popular. Like people don't really know about it. And then when they hear it, they're just like, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> like, it's a little more of a slow burn where they're yeah. just like, Oh, okay. Cause it starts off like, you know, yeah. like a serious song. Yeah. yeah. I guess Adam Sandler's does too, but just more people are aware of it. They've heard it enough times. Also it gets really like crude, which I mean, I mean, I I'm no prude, if... so I don't care, but like, I get it that like all of a sudden is all of a sudden if anybody's paying attention, they're like, Wait, you 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 did what? Like, <laughs> is this song in a serious? Dish and left me for dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, yeah, thanks. I, I'm really happy you guys came on the show today to talk about Weird Al. And <laughs> I'm mean, excited to talk about. Wait, it, this so. isn't learning to listen. I thought we were on our show. We pretty much are. It's, it's, it's we're everywhere. Crossover. So I want everybody to make sure that they do check out the L2L podcast. You can, uh, I'll tell you later where you can find all that info. And thank you so much, Charlie and Quinn, for your time today. Yeah. Thank My you. pleasure. Cheers. 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 Clinky, clinky. Thank you.
Thanks, Quinn and Charlie. We had a good time. Always, always, always check out L2L podcast as well. So you can, you know, get to know us a little bit more intimately. Or definitely now we're talking about doing our albums, our favorite albums on the L2L podcast. You can search us on wherever good podcasts are, wherever this podcast is. And next week, we're going to have a guest from the group Wide Mouth Mason. Safwan is going to join us. So check it out. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Social media. Yeah, we've got it. Send us an email. Dope Nostalgia Podcast at gmail.com. Twitter, Nostalgia Dope. Or on Insta, Dope underscore Nostalgia. This podcast is licensed by SoCan because we believe that artists should be paid for their work.